You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 223 of the Make It British podcast. Today, I want to introduce you to Rosie McPherson, who is the founder of Where's Winnie, which is a luxury dog travel brand. So Rosie came to me when she had an idea to develop an innovative dog car seat, one where a small dog can travel in style and comfort, but which also offered safety and security. Rosie joined our British Brand Accelerator program to help her launch her car seat. And in this episode, she talks us through the journey from her initial idea right through to her very successful product launch. Because within the first month of launching Where's Winnie, Rosie had almost sold out of her initial order. And because she made that order with a manufacturer in London that we introduced her to, She's now able to go back for a repeat order, which she's going to get in a matter of weeks. Imagine if she'd ordered that from China. She would be waiting months. So before we get on to the interview with Rosie, I just want to let you know that if you are interested in having me and my team here at Make It British to help you to develop and launch a new product, like we have done with lots of our clients like Rosie, then we'd love to help you in British Brand Accelerator. British Brand Accelerator is a group coaching program for product-based business owners who want to develop and sell profitable UK-made products. As well as bi-monthly group coaching calls, you get one-to-one time with us every month, feedback on all your development and marketing work, and a huge pool of resources and tools that you can tap into, including manufacturer and supplier lists, which no one else has, tech pack templates, costing sheets, and our own unique framework for developing a profitable UK-made brand. The program will work for you whether you're a startup launching a brand new business or you're an existing brand that wants to take their business to the next level. So if you want to find out more, go to katehills.co.uk forward slash apply, or you can drop me a DM on Instagram if you want. It's at Make It British. And if you put the letters BBA in the message, I'll send you all the details about British Brand Accelerator. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And now let's crack on with today's show. Rosie, thank you so much for joining me on the Make It British podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, we've been working together, haven't we now, for a few months and you have developed a really exciting product. I mean, I'm trying to not get too overexcited about it, but it is amazing. Uh, So it's called Where's Winnie? It's a very innovative dog car seat. Do you want to tell everyone how did the idea for Where's Winnie come about and what did you do in your previous life? Because you're not from a product background, are you? Uh, No, I'm not at all. Um, Yeah, yeah, very happy to chat. So 
Where's Winnie came about? I have a little miniature dachshund who's sat down next to me called Winnie, who's a real princess. She kind of, she thinks she's a human. I, she used to just sit um, on her bed on the backseat of the car. And the reason I started looking into dog car seats, I know it's quite a niche kind of topic. Not many people will have looked into dog car seats, but I was pregnant with my first son, Milo, and I was kind of imagining her kind of having, you know, roaming on the back seat, trying to jump into his car seat and maybe give him a, a sort of cuddle on long journeys. So I was thinking I need to kind of secure her into a bed and started doing my research. And actually, at this point, I embarrassingly only found out at this point that the Highland, the highway code states that dogs have to be secured in, in a car. And actually, your insurance can be invalidated if you were in an accident uh, caused by your dog. So that was quite uh, a, a kind of interesting point that that started this whole journey. And basically, I got searching, did the usual, looked on Google, looked on kind of Instagram, looked around, couldn't find anything. I mean, the ones that were coming up were like ugly. They were all made on the cheap abroad. They didn't look particularly safe. I was kind of, you know, this is something that I was going to have in the car full time. So I was like, I don't want it to be ugly. Um, and I didn't really want to waste my money. They weren't, they weren't even, I mean, they were cheap, but they weren't kind of practical products that you'd actually want to use. So yeah, I kind of, it, it started as a bit of a silly idea. Like maybe, maybe I should make a car seat given, so Winnie has her own Instagram account, which many of my friends have mocked me for. Yeah, Winnie's a bit of a celebrity, <laughs> isn't she? Yeah, I mean, embarrassingly, on the way to work on Tuesday, I, on uh, my sort of actual day job, I was walking through the park and saw another miniature Jackson, the same colour as Winnie. And the owner, when I sort of called her, the owner went, oh, my God, that's Winnie. I follow you on Instagram. And then proceeded to say, oh, how's Milo? How are the puppies? You know, sort of realised that actually, uh, quite embarrassingly, put out quite a lot about my life and say, yeah, that was that was quite funny. But yeah, given she had a kind of a following already, like a sort of growing following, it what started as a bit of a like silly idea became a bit more of a reality. And while I was on maternity leave, I thought, well, why not give it a go? I've, you know, got lots of time. And so yeah, it's I, I started working on it probably about a year ago, and then finally launched in February this year. You say it was a silly idea, but all of the best the very best products start when someone finds a problem that needs a solution. And that is what your car seat does, isn't it? It's a solution for small, smallish dog owners who don't want to put their precious pooch in the boots. Because a lot of people are happy to put their dogs in a crate in the boot, yeah. aren't they? But other people want their dogs to travel in the car with them. So you found that problem and and then there was nothing that exists to solve that problem that was that fitted with what Winnie was truly deserving of. So you you created it. Yeah. It must have been quite daunting then. So you have what tell everyone what you did do before or how what your what your main because you're not a product developer originally, are you? No, and I've worked across loads of different roles in my sort of career, but I currently work for a, a sort of tech a beauty tech startup in London, which I really love working for them and I yeah went went back after my maternity leave in in kind of November time so it's been a real juggle trying to do both because 
yeah, I've had, I've had to be quite boundaried with making sure I'm not doing my where's Winnie work during my day job hours because, you know, inevitably with something like this, you get so excited and there's so much to do. And yeah, I found found myself kind of thinking about it at all times, whether I'm like on the train or taking Winnie for a walk. I'm kind of always having ideas and my phone notes is just, yeah, <laughs> full of kind of random thoughts that I've come up with like whilst doing something else that I've been like oh my god I must remember this and when I sit down at my laptop I'll I'll look into it but yeah it's been I'm actually having another baby uh, in a few months time so I'm going back on maternity leave yeah so um I'm sure most people kind of think oh you know be quite busy but I'm kind of thinking oh that's actually great I'll have more headspace time to actually work on where's Winnie again so yeah I've, I've kind of got I'm sort of, yeah, I've been building up up the the brand as such and now very much selling the car seats and kind of, I don't want to say ticking along, but as in I'm sort of waiting until I'm back on maternity leave again for my next kind of push. Brilliant. So having not developed a product before, what did you find most daunting? Because obviously you didn't quite know where to start when you first had the idea. So talk everyone a little bit through the journey of how the product then got developed and what you found most difficult and what worked well. Yeah, um, gosh, I mean, the whole thing was quite daunting to me because I'd I'd never developed a product before. Um, so I sort of had this idea and I... sort of talked it through with lots of people and and lots you know bounced the idea off kind of friends and family and and people and said you know do you think this is worth pursuing and kind of got this the go-ahead from from lots of people who said yeah this feels like there's a gap in the market it's worth kind of pursuing and I think yeah in terms kind of what was daunting I mean just when I started the process of of you know just a google search of how to find a manufacturer I mean it was it was yeah, that's definitely not the way to go about it is, is what I learned quite quickly. I immediately found loads of kind of manufacturers that were based abroad that kind of promised quite a lot. I, yeah, I mean, well, everything from like the terminology and the language of, you know, I just didn't know it. I hadn't used, hadn't worked in that world, let alone actually the kind of creativity of, of like designing it and knowing what format to make it in and that sort of thing. In the end, because my kind of Google searches weren't getting me very far, I found a seamstress through a website called People Per Hour. And I basically found, you know, found her on like an hourly basis. And I had created a kind of PowerPoint. So I'd done lots of PowerPoint in my career. So I'd created a very sort of visual document with lots of kind of arrows pointing to bits and kind of the whole how I imagined it, as well as kind of pictures of different you know Winnie had a dog bed with a similar sort of fabric that I quite liked the car seats have are made of this jumbo cord and I'd known from having this dog bed that it worked really well with fur because it's really easy to brush off the dirt and the fur and so in my mind I was like I want it to kind of be that sort of fabric and so I was pulling together all these kind of ideas and put it into a powerpoint and credit to um, the lovely Pip, who I found online, who was based down in Sussex, I think. She, we did a, I think we just did an hour long call at the beginning. And then she went away and made this, my first kind of sample, which was great because then I had something physical, which meant that it was much easier to talk it through, even though it doesn't really look 
that much like the finished product now, it was a great basis to start from. And so, yeah, then in terms of actually finding manufacturers, I think the the issue I found is that actually lots of British manufacturers don't even have websites yeah, or aren't even. True. I think with the with the rise of like, well, well, with Brexit and with with kind of shipping costs getting so much more expensive and people actually, they're in such high demand that they they don't really need to put themselves out there. And I think that was one of the things that I that I found out quite early on is that they don't, even if you do catch wind that there's there's a, you know, a manufacturer that makes dog beds in Bolton, trying to track them down and actually then get a contact and then get a response just felt impossible. And so that's when I kind of stumbled across your website, actually, the Make It British website, because I, yeah, I was sort of specifically looking for British manufacturers. And I think one of my Google searches must have found found you. So obviously some good SEO work on your side. But I, yeah, I, I think I came across that and, and got reading and, and then got listening to the podcast. It feels a little bit surreal, actually, to be on it now, yeah. having listened to you for a year or so. Um, so yeah, I think it was, it was just quite inspiring to find someone that was kind of championing the British manufacturer. Yeah. Brilliant. And then we've been working together ever since. And I introduced you to the manufacturers that now make your, your, uh, car seat. How have you found working with those manufacturers? Go on, tell it what's and all, what's been good, what's not been so good. Uh, <laughs> let's not, you know, let's not pretend um, roses. There's always challenges when working in manufacturing. Yeah, no, I've actually, I found it to be a really great experience. I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, working with British manufacturers has has been brilliant because actually being able to go down and see them being made was just, yeah, was, was like super important to me. And also in the like prototype sampling stage, actually being there physically while they're making it and saying, no, 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 sorry, that's not what I meant you know, actually I wanted the zip here or I wanted the label here. And and like doing that quickly with them meant that I was actually to do the final sample. I think I spent three hours in the in the factory with them and we got to that final sample. Whereas I think if we had done that over email or over a call or I don't know, any other way, I feel like one, it wouldn't have been the product I wanted at the end. And two, it would have taken so long to actually discuss all of those bits and pieces. So, yeah, that that was just amazing. And I think just from a like, you know, sustainability like side of things, I manufacturing in in my manufacturer is actually only 12 miles away from my house. So it means I can physically go and pick up the car seats when they're ready. I'm actually sending my husband off to get them tomorrow, but usually I would go and get them. But yeah, it's it's just great. And I've built up like a really nice relationship with the team. So every time I go in, you know, they they always want to ask how's Winnie and and kind of know things about my life. Whereas it's it's not such it's not just a kind of commercial relationship. Um so yeah, it's been great. My yeah, my manufacturer is brilliant. I think it helps that I'm fairly organised because I know they are dealing with loads of of clients and they have stuff coming in and out the whole time. So I've definitely found that's a that's a kind of key thing to make sure I send in everything fully labelled. So there's no question of what bits are or my you know the car seat actually does have quite a few components. So. Yeah, it's been it it's been great. And and funnily enough, with that manufacturer, I mean, I don't think I would have ever come across them. They do actually have a website, I think, but 
I I doubt I would have come across them and I doubt I would have known that they made dog beds because I don't think it's what they're necessarily known for. So yeah, I think that was a real realisation of joining your um, coaching was that, you know, personal introductions go such a long way mm-hmm. and having that kind of intro from you was just... Uh, you know, I'd been trying for months and then uh, had that email and then it really got the ball rolling. So, yeah, it's been really great. Oh, and I think you've hit the nail on the head there about being organised. And that's where I see things going wrong with people trying to work with manufacturers and not having all their ducks in a row first. You know, not ha- so what you got yeah. made of your PowerPoint was like a, you know, which you didn't know was like having a tech pack to give them, which had all of the instructions. You you obviously, without knowing what that was because you weren't in the industry, had created your own PowerPoint version for your seamstress, which I think is <laughs> But then, you know, you, you went on to get everything organized. And like you say, yours is quite a complex product because you've got part of it made mm. in one factory up north, haven't you? And the other part in the factory near your house. And you've got all the different components to come in. So you do need to be super organized. And yeah, that's 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 you know all credit to you that's why it has worked so well so you've launched a product about what five weeks ago since recording this podcast yeah it's 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 gone really well surprisingly well actually yeah it was it was one of those things that I'd been working on it for so long that sort of I'd set my launch date as the first of February and you'd been quite strict with me to say make sure you stick to that date, which I was very grateful for because I'm sure it could have slipped. So I think, yeah, I had a very sort of mad January pulling everything together. And I think it only really dawned on me those last few days when I was like, oh God, this is actually quite daunting, like putting this out to the to the real world, having worked on it for months and months on my own. Yeah, it was it was exciting, but I was really nervous when I, you know, put, made the website live and then I sent out or I'd done I'd I'd done a bit of sort of teasing through Winnie's Instagram the week before and I'd managed to get a good sort of 150 people had signed up to um an email uh list, marketing list. And so I was the sort of big thing that I was going to do was send out that email at kind of 9am on my launch day. And I was so nervous waiting to press the button to actually send it. So I was like, oh, no one's going to buy one. And then it's all going to be egg on my face having, you know, worked on this for so long. And um, uh, it was so exciting. Sent it off and, and actually had three sales within the first kind of 15, 20 minutes of it of it going out, which was really exciting one of which was from a very good friend of mine so I I was grateful to him to buying one but uh, the other two were complete strangers so that was quite uh, amazing that people had actually seen it seen the pictures and thought yeah and so yeah it's been it's been really exciting I've got like I said sending my husband to pick up my second order tomorrow so I started with a fairly small order of 50 because I didn't want to, well, didn't want to have too much stock and I wanted to kind of test it. Also really important to get kind of feedback from customers once they bought it, you know, in case I designed something that I thought was quite essential or that it worked. And then actually, if you get customer feedback that says this feature or this bit just, you know, doesn't work for us, then then I'd have the opportunity to kind of tweak it before ordering um much more. I think that's actually, that's another thing about manufacturing in the UK, you know, having that ability to make a small order. And so, you know, I started with two colours and being able to split that, you know, my order of 50 between two colours is just something you'd never be able to do abroad. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to go back for it so quickly either. 
No, exactly. I mean, you know, my my manufacturer has quite short lead times, which is amazing. So I've got this order. I actually went out of stock of the green colour, which nice. yeah, feels feels crazy. I mean, I can't believe can't believe enough people have bought them that it's gone out of stock. And then I had someone messaging on Instagram yesterday saying, No, I've just gone to buy two green car seats and you're out of stock. And it was great to be able to reply straight away and say, Don't worry, they're back in stock. Yeah. Collecting them on Friday, they're back in stock this week. You'd have been so- waiting three months for those if you'd have got them from China, wouldn't you? For like to be able to say the green's out of stock. Well, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So one, you, you mentioned that I get the the safety leash is ma- manufactured in a different um, factory up north because they specifically work with webbing and this shock absorbing like elasticated webbing that I really wanted to include because if you are in an accident and you've just got a plain bit of webbing and your dog gets pulled, you know, you don't want to damage their neck. And so I particularly wanted this shock as shock absorbing webbing, which was quite hard to track down, but found this manufacturer. But whilst I was doing my search, I did actually test the water with a manufacturer in China who assured me they could make it. And actually credit to them, they did make it, but it arrived four months after I'd ordered it and cost me an eye-watering amount versus the the amazing team up north who have made it for me from scratch they don't actually make this product themselves again they sort of took the tech pack and I worked with them and they've made it and yeah they're delivering my second order next week so it's been that that was amazing to be able to go with them and again have much shorter lead times and not have to not have to worry about it coming from abroad both in terms of timing but also my like carbon footprint and and shipping stuff that could be made here and could support our local communities yeah amazing so so the greens sold out because I remember we had this little kind of vote didn't we what's going to sell best probably <laughs> the other people are kind of in the green yeah best, the blue or the green I think I well, blue. I bought a blue one so I also was one of your first customers yeah. which I love well, with with the green, I, I did I did quite a lot of like customer research, obviously, before I launched. And I was very lucky to have sort of an en- engaged pool of people through Winnie's Instagram who were interested. And I um, before. So during this whole kind of last year when I've been working on it, I set up a close friends group on Instagram. So I essentially said uh, I did a story on Instagram to all of Winnie's followers and said, uh this this is the kind of project I'm working on at the moment. Would anybody be interested in helping, kind of following the journey, seeing what I'm up to? And about, I think it was about 200 people said yes. So I added them to this close friends group, which meant I could send them stories that didn't go out to the whole sort of 30,000 followers. And so this group just became an amazing like focus group for me while I was working on it. And um, so you know, they helped with the branding and the logo and the color schemes. And and one of the things they helped with was actually picking which colors I would manufacture first. And interestingly, the reason I ordered slightly more blue in my first order than green was because uh, blue came out as more popular in this, in, in the pre-production kind of stage when they were just looking at swatches. But then once I'd had the made and I had the two here, and posted another photo, the green came back as much more popular. So it's interesting that, you yeah. know, seeing it on a small square didn't translate into the actual product. So, yeah, it, it, although still like invaluable feedback. I think also because Winnie's got that lovely kind of pale blonde fur, hasn't she? And she looks great <laughs> on the dark green. Yeah. 
but you're also going to do some... She looks great in anything, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> you're also going to do some exclusive limited edition colours as well, aren't you? I haven't announced it yet, but but I am... Uh, I've got a limited run of baby pink car seats coming, which I personally thought would never be a, a, a first choice for people, given... You know, often when you're out in the car, your dog might be muddy after a walk and people, you know, quite like keeping their belongings nice and clean. So maybe a darker colour won't show up the dirt as much. But interestingly, in my kind of research since launching, I've been kind of asking people what colours would they be looking for? And this kind of pale pink that I had a swatch of has been, yeah, really, really popular. And people, I think people do quite like to genderfy I'm not sure that's a word but people like buying their female dogs lots of pink products I've noticed and so and I'm guilty of that Winnie is lying next to me in a pink bed so I yeah I'm launching a limited edition of, of pink and um, which is timing quite nicely for this warm sunny weather and so they are going into production I think next week and so they should be a couple of weeks down the line which is really exciting exciting so uh, what else have you got in the pipeline, or can you say? I know we've kind of been discussing uh, what are the, what are the plans for Where's Winnie? Aside from the fact that you've also got another baby on the way, so you're juggling a brand new business. So you're really busy. What else have you got coming up? What plan? What are your plans for Where's Winnie? Yeah, so so I've always kind of I, I've always seen the the car seat as being the kind of hero product because I think it's important to to not spread yourself too thinly and and kind of do a sort of scattergun approach and make lots of things and then maybe lose the the kind of uh appeal of your of your products that you actually initially launched with so I think the car seats are always going to be my kind of hero products that I focus on and make sure that they are um yeah that they're kind of front and center but I am also um expanding into leads collars and poo bag holders very glamorous um because I'm I I find it really hard to find nice ones and there are loads on the market but I find it hard to find kind of classic leather beautiful products that you don't mind you know dog lead Winnie comes to the office with me every day which is lovely and so having a lead on me I have it on me the whole time so I want it to be a nice one so yeah, I'm currently working on some new leather products that should be coming our way later this year, hopefully. So where can everyone find you? Where can they find Where's Winnie? How can they get hold of a car seat? How can they get on the waiting list for one of those pink ones and when the green ones come back in for the new leather products? Yeah, so the website is whereswinnie.co.uk or on Instagram, it's whereswinnieuk. Or if you're if you're not in the market for a for a dog product, but you just want to see cute pictures, then it's Winnie the Slinker on Instagram. Uh, so she she tends to kind of keep keep us all updated with her her daily adventures. So oh, brilliant! Oh, Rosie, you've been such a fantastic guest. You've been great to work with because yeah, it's such a brilliant product. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Kate. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Friday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. Many of the interviews that you hear on series four of this podcast are also available to watch on our YouTube channel. You can find it by going to youtube.com forward slash Make It British LTD. That's Make It British with the letters LTD. Bye bye. Bye.